Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Samantha Halvan of PBS Accounting Attack Solutions, and they offer full accounting services as well as consulting services. And they help businesses looking to scale or accounting professionals who need the help running their own practices. Hey, Samantha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You're so, so welcome. Can you expand a bit more on that? Let everyone at home know, you know, where they are in their business today and uh, you know, who you love to work with. Sure. So we love working with businesses, business owners who are scaling their businesses and have outgrown the solopreneur one man band show where they actually need the professional support and help mm. of somebody letting leading them down either the accounting journey or just helping them with their operations with compliance with payroll employees uh knowing their numbers understanding their reporting so they can make pivots and business decisions that help them grow and thrive instead of just you know throwing a number together at the end of the year for taxes um, so we're really, really wanting to help businesses that are growing do so in a straight line rather than taking <laughs> the uh, the curvy roads that a lot of us take to get there. And then on mm. the consulting end of things, we help train people how to use QuickBooks Online or their employees how to use it uh, properly so that they're not making big mistakes or big messes to clean up later. And we also offer masterminds and retreats for accounting professionals and business owners as well for support and community and additional resources. Nice. Love that. So within this area, you like cover all the aspects. It's beautiful to hear that. And everything you just said there fills me with dread. It's like, I don't want to do that stuff. That is not (laughs) fun. As a business owner, that stuff is, I remember doing it all. And you know, it's one of the first things to start outsourcing because I love a spreadsheet, but I don't want to get bogged down to the numbers. Right. When you look at how much time you're spending doing something that's not your zone of genius, that you actually don't even enjoy, that you could be spending either with your family on the beach, sleeping, or doing something revenue generating, it doesn't make sense a lot of the time for you to hang on to it. Yes, it doesn't make sense from a time perspective, but also it doesn't make sense from a an energy. Because, oh my gosh, yes, it will take me twice as long, three times, four times, time that you'll take to do it and you'll do it right and then secondly it's going to drain me it may take 50 percent of my daily energy just to do this task because i don't want to do it i don't know what i'm doing i'm scared of making a mistake all these things right so love the fact that all these things that you don't know 
you've got the expertise. So, and that's the other thing you don't know what you don't know. So not having a, a, an accounting professional to help you know those things or know the questions to ask or that you wouldn't even realize is so helpful because that just saves you money by virtue of you not knowing you didn't know it. <laughs> But you talk about, you know, you help solopreneurs to be able to do that and, and take these tasks off. That is a very tough um, place to be because you we say yes to a business and we think we say yes to doing our zone of genius, being able to serve with that product, that service, the coaching, whatever it might be. However, we forget that we don't know that we're saying yes to being the accountant, being the cleaner, doing all the business stuff, everything else that comes with that. No one tells us that stuff. Right. Nope. You you have no idea what you're really signing up for most of the time when yeah. you start a business. And that's where my original want to help people came from is these business owners were just so frustrated and so overwhelmed and just all of the dread of, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I have to do it because I need it. And then I'm over here trying to sell my thing or do my thing. And then I have to have employees and, you know, it's just a lot if you, if that's not really what you were in it for. Yeah. It's, it's a lot to navigate. And one thing you said earlier, it's, it's about understanding and knowing your numbers. Now, oh my gosh, the mistakes that you know, we can make by not fully understanding our full situation. And we could talk about that from a mindset and an emotional point of view from our business. But from your point of view, it's all about the numbers, the finances, what you do have, what you don't have, how you need to work on that flow. That's uh, you need to know those numbers. You're right. For example, I just worked with um, a client recently who had no idea that his margins were around 10%. He was assuming they were at 40% because that was his markup. But when you take all the expenses off your markup, you're left with a certain number. And he was just like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. And he's been running at a 10% margin for years now, or maybe even less. And he just really had no idea. So it was us diving into those numbers and really understanding. Now he can make pivots and change his pricing and understand the model better and you know, really help himself move forward. Nice. Love that. So let's take that into, into your journey because how did how did you first? come about this and decide that, yes, this is direction for my, for my business. So I was in banking and, um, as a career and I was in business banking. So I was helping business owners when they would come in to get loans, lines of credits, mortgages, you name it. And I would have to ask them to produce financial reports for me in order to qualify them. And I just noticed this overwhelming trend, probably 80% of them had no idea even what those were, let alone how to produce them. So I began kind of like on a side type of thing, helping them, going to meet them at their offices on my lunch breaks, after work, on the weekends, and helping them understand how to get these numbers to me, either because they, they had a system, they just didn't know what it was, or if they had no system, let's create one real quick <laughs> so we can get it done. And um, I started coaching them that way. And I really, really loved it. I really felt like I was making an impact and helping them versus, you know, my day job sitting at the desk, typing in numbers into a, a software system. So I really liked it. And after a while, corporate America just wasn't doing it for me. And I wanted to do this instead. I wanted to help people instead. So you've had a sort of natural path where it's kind of built up and built up. What was the trigger point where you're like, that's it. I'm all in. I'm doing this. It's viable. What was that like for you? 
Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I worked at a bank and I was doing, I had about three customers that I had taken on and I had so many more that had told me when you have time, I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. And I, I was maxed out. I was working before work, after work weekends. And one day I went to work and I actually got written up because, um, I came in late two days in a row because my stepdaughter was leaving to college and she was having a really hard time with the fact she was about to leave home. Anyone who's been through that knows it's sort of traumatic depending on the kid, right? Um, unless they're like, woohoo, I'm out. <laughs> but she was having a hard time. So I was staying home with her and I came in late twice and I got written up and I decided right then and there, I'm done. 30 days notice happened the next day because mm -hmm. I realized that this organization has zero care about me as a human being or about why or you know any of that and I just I wasn't gonna do it anymore life was way too important to me family's way too important to me and I just knew that I had more to give and more out there and I wasn't happy anyway so that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back and I knew I had people to call so I just started calling him and said hey in 30 days I'm available literally no time lapsed between me quitting and me having replaced my entire income mm, I love that um and it's all about sort of knowing your worth you hit that point where it's like damn it I'm worth more than this my life is worth more than this they don't see me as the human being they see me as a cog in the machine I'm putting words into your mouth yeah. there but it feels like that's kind of where you were going so you left a job that didn't quite value your worth and then plug yourself into a business with as a solopreneur, as a business owner, we yeah. struggle to see our own worth and prioritize our boundaries and our own stuff. <laughs> so tell me about your journey as you've gone through through that uh, part. Well, I didn't do so great at that. I I was uh, I forgot about me. I definitely forgot about me. I tried so hard to be the people pleaser and get everybody to say yes to me and do yeah. everything right. And I really forgot about me. And in the process, I didn't have business. I didn't establish business hours like I should have. I let people kind of walk all over me, talk to me however they wanted to talk to me. And I, I will say in the very beginning, it was an amazing experience. Everybody was full of love, full of joy, so happy for me, so happy to do this with me. It did. It changed gradually over time. And that's because I think when in our industry in particular, when people find you, they're usually in some sort of a crisis mode. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting audited. I have, didn't, did, haven't done my taxes in five years. I need your help. Um, you know, something. There's some reason why they're finding us in the beginning. And then once we have cleaned that up and fixed them, we sort of become a necessary evil more than, you know, your partner, which is what you, you really should see it as. And I let that get bigger than it should have. I did. I should have shut that down and mm. said, okay, no, now, you know, we're doing a service for you and let's work together on this. And I really just held everything in and it just let everybody have the expectation that I was available 24 um, seven. So you came in with the cape on being the hero when people needed right. you the most which I guess oh my gosh that fueled your ego it fueled your yeah. self-worth it was actually like yes this is why I do this oh my gosh this is this is amazing exactly but that then changed and that set the expectation so from all the right reasons from coming from the most loveliest place for yourself and for your business because surely if you do this your business will grow and they'll value you and all this stuff so where was it that you decided, yeah, now I need to make this change with my business? Because surely that's 
you must have reached a point when most people get to, which is, can I continue? Is this actually the right thing for me? And you start to question your own business. Yep. It was about four years in that I was in that exact place. And I just remember I was in tears more days than I wasn't of Mm. frustration, of exhaustion, of um, defeat, of every kind of negative feeling you could imagine. I had gained a lot of weight. I wasn't happy physically. I wasn't doing anything I loved. I had a lot of my friendships and relationships were suffering because I just was not existent in them at all uh, because all I was doing was working. And I finally had a customer say to me, you need help, Sam, you really need to get help. You're this, you know, and, and a part of the reason she was saying this to me was my performance was starting to lack. And she could see that because I was just so overwhelmed, so tired. And so, but part of it was also because as a business owner, she was like, you really need help. Like you can't do this all by yourself. It's great that you're growing, but now you need to actually take the steps to grow and not take it all on yourself. She was the first one that really made me go, oh, yeah, maybe I do need help. Because before that, it was just, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. I can work 12 to 14 hours a day. It's fine. I'm an entrepreneur. This is what you do. And it's my business and it's my responsibility. And really, I should have started putting myself in that position a lot sooner than I did to, to scale and to get help. So I started with admin help just taking things like answering the phones, um, scheduling, things like that off my plate. But it wasn't enough I because I continued to grow and grow and grow to the point where I needed actual accounting help. I needed customer support help because I just, I can't be in a meeting on a Zoom doing the thing and have the phone ringing and be, hey, can you help me with this? And I needed to be able to delegate. So it was really a customer of mine saying, you, you're, you need to stop you need to change this. Yeah. How, what, how hard was it for you to ask for help? Extremely, (laughs) extremely hard. I, it's not my nature to ask for help. It's my nature to be the helper of everybody and everything around me. So to admit that I needed the help to myself Mm. and then to kind of in my, how I viewed it was that if my customers weren't just dealing with me anymore. They were going to think less of me. For some reason, I had that mindset of if I bring in someone else, then they're not going to appreciate me or my work anymore. And that wasn't the case. And it is not the case. However, that's how I felt at the moment. So kind of breaking through that was very challenging for me personally. Yeah, I guess you can see that that mindset was just something that kept you there for longer than you than you needed to be what was what was the best high you made at those early days what was the what was the one that made the difference like oh my gosh where have you been all my life (laughs) um well you know I I did bring in some some admin help that really just took so much of the weight off of me from a clerical standpoint filing um picking up, dropping off. In the early days, my business was very hands-on, very physical, very local. Now Mm. we're remote and nationwide with almost no no touch points at all physically with our customers. Uh, But in the early days, just having that help of somebody that could do all the running around so I could sit and do the work I was supposed to be doing was amazing. 
that made me realize, of course, like, oh, wow, okay, if I can get someone that does this, we brought in someone for taxes. Eventually, I don't do taxes, but I really wanted to offer that end to end for our customers. Yeah. So instead of me going out and having to learn one more thing and get certified in one more thing, I brought in a tax professional. And so that kind of that helped us grow, that helped us evolve, that helped us bookend our services. And that was great too, because I I realized, okay, we can keep doing this. We can keep adding, we can keep adding. And that's well, what we've done. What you just said is freaking beautiful because not only was it the, the, the admin tasks, that's like, oh, oh, what else is possible? It allows you to lift your head up to see, no, actually yes. what else is possible? And then comes in the different skill sets that you don't have. So you mean yes. your business can have all these different nuances that you don't do yourself? Revolutionary. I know as a son, I'm joking, but as a solopreneur, it's it's it, that's a tough thing to realize. Um, it is, and where we are, where we're at now, I'm very much the visionary and very much getting back into the creative part of this or the the evolution part of this. And I wasn't able to do that for so long because I was just buried in it. And now I'm seeing so many possibilities that God, I wish I would have seen this years ago, but I seen them now. So we're going in with it now. <laughs> yeah. And, and bless you, you get to share these stories with, with our audience and everyone that you meet. So, you know, people, entrepreneurs, just like kids, they need to make their own mistakes. You can tell everyone what they need to do, who they need to hire. Until you've actually gone through it yourself, seen the consequences, seen the, the the benefits, it's a tough thing to to actually take on. So, even though you could have told your past self, "Hey, you need to do all this stuff," would you have listened? There's something that you needed to go through. So, yeah, but I love the way you've come through this. I love the, the, the way you put your you. business after all of this. So, let's talk about the here and now. Okay. So, with all of this, right, you, you're fixed. You got it all figured out, right? Nope. That's what it works. <laughs> nope. I'm going to uh, uh, decline. <laughs> well, look, we were chatting offline before the podcast about, you know, where your business is today and what you're going through. And you've kind of gone through the the do, the do challenge. Mm -hmm. How the hell do I do all this stuff to the delegate challenge? Now you're bringing in team members, even those without, that have skill sets that you don't quite fully know everything so your challenge with delegating with building your team can you talk to me and, and everyone at home who's like listening on the edge of their seat now like okay so you've got me to build a team cool what's what am I going to face there so what's going on with you right now so I would say definitely what I didn't do when I started building a team was focus on our culture and our our mission as a team I just was looking for someone to help me right and if I had to do it again, I would do it the opposite way. I would focus on the culture and the mission and make sure that who I was hiring was aligned with both of those things. Because in that process of not having that dialed in, I made some hires that probably weren't the best, which caused turnover, which caused frustration, which caused more time from me. Yeah. I had to train them. Then I had, then they left. Then I'm like, it dropped balls dropped back on me again. Now I have to go do it all over again. Had I been more strategic in the beginning about understanding exactly who fit our model, it probably wouldn't have gone that direction. But again, lessons learned. So now moving forward, I can say that I feel I have my dream team at this moment. But a big part of what I've done is I've empowered them 
to blossom their role. Here's your key tasks and duties, but I want you to go out and I want you to make your role bigger and better. I want you to come up with ideas, scenarios, new tasks, new um, roles that you can play within your role so that you're taking more stuff off my plate, but you're actually really loving what you do. And it's working so beautifully because instead of coming to me for permission for things, they're coming to me with solutions for things. Mm. And, and they have different perspectives than I have. So they're giving me ideas and they're opening up my mind and they're coming to the table with things that I would have never thought about from my personal perspective, but hearing it from them, I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. Let's do it. Let's go. And it's been beautiful. You can't see everything. There's no way that you can see everything. You've got to build that. So I love the way you've just eloquently described how rather than hire for a job, bring people in to do a job. It's help them join this vision whether you yeah. do you know the, the perfect day exercise whether you do the, the vivid vision exercise there, there, there's a plethora of those out there whatever right. it is for you to get them to i guess it's it's not just you or your employees it's also your prospects and your your clients mm-hmm. and everyone around you say here's where we're going here's what it's all about that counts for a lot and it shows from your experience like yeah that was the mistake i made right Right. And also what I'm doing and very focused on and driven for about now is to have my team experience the best possible um, scenario as an employee as they can, because I'm taking all the things I hated about being an employee and making sure that I'm not doing those to my employees. I want work-life balance. We have a human first approach. The PBS of our name is people, business, service. Those are our core value. We're all a human being first. We are a business second and we provide a service last. So I treat them all with respect. They treat me with respect. We treat our customers with respect. And it's so great. It's so great to know that the people coming to work for you want to do the job that they have to do. So you've, in essence, built your business based on that, that one week. Those two, when you get called up, those mm-hmm. two late arrivals because you put your family first, everything stemmed from that one moment of this is not the way life should be. And I'm going to show them. That was the straw, but I had other experiences, you know, years and years yeah. and years prior that also were were horrible. I, I've left m- multiple jobs because of how bad of treatment there was. Yeah. I mean, we could talk for hours about, you know, bad bosses and bad clients. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's so many people that I used to work for them. Like, thank you for showing me how I do not want to be a boss. Thank you for showing me what I should never do and never say. Am I going to make mistakes? You bet your ass I am. But I know that these are things that I can see. I felt it. Therefore it's going to help to guide me. Exactly. Exactly. I do see them now as uh, lessons that helped me create what I'm doing now. And so that for that reason, they were good experiences uh, that derived from bad experiences. Yeah. Without the whole Pollyanna syndrome of just showing good light on everything. um, You can take the positive, you can take the gratitude from these Mm -hmm. because it's going to help you. And it has helped you build the business you have right now. So, okay, we've gone through your history. We've gone through how you've built your team and the benefits of this. So right now, what's your area of focus? Where are you? Because we all have this transition. 
So where's your biggest challenge right now in your business with yourself? My biggest challenge right now is really sticking to the role of CEO, the role of visionary, the role of overseeing everything that's running underneath me instead of actually being in the weeds with it um, and actually doing the running alongside my team. I, I, it's very challenging for me because so much of our, so many of our customers and so much of what I've done through the years is, is still something only I can really do at this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm looking to hire to replace me, (laughs) but you can imagine I'm very particular. And um, so once I am able to reach that, where I can really lift myself out and focus on really just building the business, just making sure that the operations are running the way they should doing, you know, finding the ways to bring us more so we can help more people. That's what my challenge is right now is really being able to focus on that without getting kind of pulled still in a lot of different directions. So what is is it? What, What is it that's bringing you back in? Do you know um, yes, I just, I guess, lack of knowledge from my team on certain things. There's just certain things they don't know, or the customer is still stuck on. They only want to talk to me. And from a customer service standpoint, I can't tell everybody no, every time they want to talk to me, I still have to, you know, get involved with certain things. And, um, I don't mind doing that, but it does pull you back in and, and uh, take you away from certain other things you would be doing if you weren't having to do those things. Yeah, that journey from the solopreneur to the CEO and actually holding that boundary, holding that position, holding that foundation, it's it's a whole new persona. Yeah, it is. A it is. And if you say no, if you say I won't help you or I can't talk to you because I'm the CEO now, you're only going to hurt your business. You can't do that. So you've got to, I've got to just work through that process until I get the right amount of support. I mean, the team I have is incredible, but there is just so much that I still am the only one that knows this or that, which I just have to change. I have to bring in someone else that does. So what is that solution? Is it bringing someone else in that might know all that you know? Is it setting processes in place? So every time there's something that drags you, it's like, let's patch that up. Up you go. Let's patch that. Let's go. What is it that you, that you need to do? Well, the processes thing we are doing on a daily basis, we're making checklists, we're making uh, resources that are guides for not only us, but our clients as well. So if we're helping them on a consulting side, we have a resource. If it's us, we have our, our internal resource. So we are very focused on processes, procedures, documentation. And little by little, I've noticed there's certain things that now I don't deal with because somebody knows the process. Somebody else has it dialed in. Somebody else can look this up and go for it and know what to do. Um, So we are working definitely through that process. So between that and then hiring another key player that at a high level can take on certain tasks, um, I think is the next step for us for sure. Nice. And tell me about the, either the fears, I know it comes with excitement as well, but because your role is changing so, so much. It has to, if you want to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And there's an element of loss that comes with that. There's a little bit of of fear and unknown. So how do you feel personally about about the transition, about what is happening to your your baby, to your business around you? Well, it is hard. Um, It's 
hardest with your longtime clients because they have been used to a certain way for so long and mm. change change is typically not easy for anybody unless it's incredible change like I just won the lotto okay fine I'll be okay with that but any other type of change seems to be hard so the fear in that would be okay I'm going to drive them away now because things aren't the way they've liked them to be this whole time where they've gotten used to them it, I know that's probably not true, but that's a fear. And then I don't have a fear about it going forward because our new clients will know no difference. They will they yes. will understand my role as CEO immediately. They will understand the team dynamic immediately. They will be introduced to their account manager immediately. So it's all part of a big picture that I see really blossoming with the new client with new clients. Um, and it, they're loving the support. I have gotten a lot of compliments about the support and the the level up in customer service and the response time has gone up. So I'm getting a lot of good feedback. I'm not worried about it going forward. It's just kind of nudging those longtime clients into a different way of, of thinking about it. Yeah. And I guess it comes along with one, we have to set up our own boundaries and our own vision of our our new identity and until we have our own solidified how can anyone else actually understand that it's a tough yeah. place yep I I said to one of my friends like I this year I need to take myself seriously and I it's not that I never have taken me seriously or my yeah. business seriously but I've never put the demand on myself to set those boundaries and be and stick to them yeah yeah there's, there's a lot that goes in that so what is it that with this new perspective, with this new vision of yourself, what are you looking forward to the most once you get to solidify this? I'm looking forward to, there's two, two main things. For me, I'm looking forward to really being in my zone of genius 90% of the time. I love going out and building the business. I love speaking to new business owners because I know I can help them and I can bring them in and we can just give them the relief that they need. So knowing I can do that for somebody and then going and doing it, I love that. So I'm, I'm looking very forward to being able to do more of that and grow our business. But then I'm looking forward to our team being able to give them more more money, more vacation, more opportunities, more whatever that they want. Cause I want to be a part of their growth as well. And their happiness as well. And the more we do as a company, the better we do, the better I can provide for them. And that's, those are my two giant, like, I can't wait till this is really where I'm living mm. every day. Well, it sounds like it's, it's not far away. Once you get over these boundaries and then the next ones that are invisible right now, there's always more that comes along. Exactly. Once you get to do all those, then, oh my gosh, to let go and be yes. the one out there in the world talking to all these startups and entrepreneurs who need you and you can with confidence yes. know that this ecosystem behind you is yes. working in its amazing capacity. That's, now that is the dream of the CEO to fully let go and fully tap into, okay, what do I get to do now? So, hey, Samantha, I wish you all the best with that journey. Um, and thank you for sharing everything today. Yes, I, I love it. You know, I, I just want, I hope that maybe I can give some light to someone right now that's struggling or feeling overwhelmed or stressed and just know you don't have to do it alone. And actually you shouldn't. It's actually not good for your business. Absolutely.
Well, thank you so much. Look, if people want to find out more about you and, of course, get your amazing services and help in an area that they don't want to be doing, where can they find you? <laughs> well, we have um, our line, our toll-free line is 866-472-7669, and that's call or text. And then we, our email is info at pbsaccountingandtax.com. And then we're also on all the social media channels. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram. I don't know if you can post it in the in the description. Um, yeah, wherever you listen to this, above, below, wherever you get the notes, check it out. Yeah, It'll be there. Check it out. Super stuff. Samantha, again, thank you so much. It's been so much fun. Thank you. I loved it. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.